One of the great joys of this service is having the opportunity to hear from some of our graduating high school seniors. Uh, so we have three seniors who will give testimony this morning and share about uh, how God has been at work in their life and how this community of faith has nurtured them. Uh, you will notice I did say uh, three uh, seniors, although four are listed. Unfortunately, Eliza Punches is unable to be here today. She did give me permission to share with all of you that she has tested positive for coronavirus, so we are thinking of her this day and praying for her. Because she's not here, what I'd like to do is read the scripture verse that she was going to share with you today. So uh, please hear this word, this reading from Isaiah. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Eliza has been and continues to be a very active and faithful participant in the life and ministry of this church. So we give God thanks for the gift that uh, she is to all of us. And uh, as I said, we hold her in our prayers. Uh, we are grateful to have Raina Stephan, Lauren Harper, and Grant Sobeck to uh, give their testimonies today. They'll come to the pulpit one at a time and share their testimonies. And we begin with Raina. A reading from 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in, and in purity. Good morning. My name is Raina Stefan. I started going to Pinnacle from, for, for VBS as a camper every summer from kindergarten to fifth grade. My mom would usually sign me up to two to three VBS camps throughout the summer so she could get some peace and quiet in the house. One summer, I remember her asking me which VBS was my favorite. I said confidently that Pinnacle's VBS was my absolute favorite. I especially love the music and will still sing and dance to every VBS song that I can remember. As a camper, it was always my goal to be like the big kid volunteers I looked up to each summer. So once I reached sixth grade, I was so excited to lead kids through a super fun week of learning about God. I still look forward to it every summer. It also happened that once I reached sixth grade, I was able to join the church's youth group. Since I loved Pinnacle's VBS so much, my mom signed me up. I'm not a member of the church, so going to youth group with a bunch of people I didn't know was scary at first. So I'd only go when I knew someone going or one of my friends was, would go with me. However, the next year I heard about a mission trip to Houston, Texas to help with the rebuilding of a community affected by Hurricane Harvey. My original instinct was to say no because I didn't know anybody else going. But as I thought about it more and more, I felt God telling me to step outside my comfort zone, take a leap of faith, and sign up for the trip. So I did. And it was an amazing, life-changing trip that I could talk about for hours. And I'd like to share the trip's impact on my faith and my time, on Pin time at Pinnacle. First, the question, where did you see God today, has helped shape my faith. The first time the mission trip group leader asked us this, I was confused and struggling to come up with an answer. 
but by the end of the week, I looked for God each day and could not wait to share my answer in our circle at night. Sometimes I saw God in the meals that we ate or the air conditioning, but most importantly, I saw God in the people I was with that week. Whether that be the family who opened up their pool for us or whoever I was working side by side with to complete the tedious task of hanging up drywall. God worked through us that week, not only to offer help to the Houston community, but to create a family. I remember the first few nights staying in Houston when we would gather around the tables to eat or to hang out. There was a girl's table and there was a boy's table where people would only sit by their friends. But after spending time together and serving this community, by the end of the trip, these people felt like my second family and it did not matter where we sat at that table. And after this trip, I was no longer scared and didn't need a friend, with me, friend to come with me to youth group. I would go all by myself. The mission trip showed me that even though I'm not a member of the church and I'm still very young, I still have a part in the church and can serve God by setting an example. It was after the mission trip, I learned that I could grow my faith by seeing God in other people. I am truly grateful for the opportunities and friendships that Pinnacle has offered me. Thank you. Reading from Matthew chapter 5. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Good morning, everyone. I'm Lauren Harper, and I'm graduating from Pinnacle High School and will be attending the University of Arizona's Honors College next year. I have attended Pinnacle Presbyterian since before I could walk. My grandparents helped found the church, and while I was growing up, I attended its programs from preschool to confirmation to youth group. From the moment I was old enough to join the youth group, I jumped at the opportunity, as I had always heard the marvelous stories about what the teens got to do in communities around the world from my grandfather, the one and only Gary Glava. <laughs> when, I was, when I joined the youth group, I was welcomed by Pastor Frank. He offered me the youngest position on the youth leadership board. There, I got to help plan activities and grow lasting bonds with my peers. Two of the mission trips that I went on that have always stuck with me were to Silsby, Texas and Nassau, Bahamas. I attended my first mission trip in Silsby, Texas. There, we helped rebuild several homes that had been destroyed or damaged by Hurricane Harvey. Additionally, we helped the Red Cross hand out food and supplies for those still unable to provide for themselves. I worked alongside a couple from a neighboring town who managed to escape the hurricane unscathed. They told me about the plight of the people we had been helping and taught me the importance of the work we were doing within the community. Never had I encountered a situation like this, and I simultaneously felt so proud of the work we were doing and so sad for the people still struggling to get back on their feet. At the end of the week, we gathered at the local Pines Theater with many of the town's people who we had spent the week helping. It was the first time since the hurricane had hit nine months earlier that they were turning on the old neon theater sign. As soon as I saw the light ignite, 
a new hope spread throughout the crowd like wildfire as people began to realize that there was hope of their lives slowly returning back to normal. I felt privileged not only to witness this symbolic event, but also to be able to meet the families we had helped. After seeing their faces and hearing their stories, I finally understood that the work our group had done truly affected the community. My second mission trip was to Nassau, Bahamas. On this trip, we helped renovate a church that was attended by many Haitian refugees living on the island. We helped to repaint the walls and the pews and tile the floors. In the afternoon, we ran a camp for the congregation's youth. We put on biblical games, we played games with them, and we even let them braid our hair. At the end of each day, we drove them back to their villages and sang songs the whole way home. I remember vividly the last day we were there hearing the sweetest girl named Lovely ask me when the next group was coming back to play with them. My heart was uplifted hearing how important our work was to her and the other children. I began by sharing a couple Bible verses from Matthew chapter 5. Let your light shine before others. I am grateful to Pentacle for these opportunities, for Christ's light to shine. For me, these trips have highlighted the importance of helping people and have made me want to continue being of service to others throughout my adult life. I'm grateful for the great opportunities that Pentacle has given me. A reading from 1 Peter. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Good morning. My name is Grant Sobeck, and I'm a senior at Brophy College Preparatory, and I've been a member at Pinnacle since I was born. To start, I'd like to read my all-time favorite prayer, but instead of thinking of this prayer as a religious something, think of it as a book, a quote, something like that. Just listen for the words. God, we asked for strength, and you gave us difficulties to make us strong. We asked for wisdom, and you gave us problems to solve. We asked for prosperity, and you gave us purpose and brains to use. We asked for courage, and you gave us fears to overcome. We asked for patience, and you gave us situations where we were forced to wait. We asked for love, and you gave us troubled people to help. We asked for justice, and you called us to be just and lead with integrity. Lord, we have received nothing that we asked for or wanted, and yet we received everything that we needed, and for this we give thanks. Religion is funny. You don't really choose what you believe when you're a kid. You're told what you believe. I was brought to church church here, sitting in the third pew on the left in the sanctuary with my mom, dad, sister, and grandparents, who are in the exact same spot today, every Sunday. <laughs> All I know about my interactions with the people in the church are what my parents told me. Things like not wanting to go to Sunday school at a, as a small child, getting bothered by the long prayer that I would then be sitting through, and saying amen, amen at the end of dinner prayers because I couldn't decide which one I liked better. It's not until someone is well-established in a religious institution or the lack thereof that they are given the chance to develop views of their own. I've devoted much of my high school career to developing a club at Brophy called the Interfaith Coalition, which Drs. Avram Hageman and Hilton have all spoken at. Through three years of founding and leading this club, I have learned the depths of Hinduism, Taoism, Judaism, Islam, Zoroastrianism, and many other prominent world religions. It's only through the research and ultimate teachings of these other religions that I became so much more steadfast in my Christian, Protestant, and ultimately Presbyterian faith. 
But in this search for my own conclusion, I ran into a few roadblocks, as anyone would, a few questions that I had to have answered. Anyone that knows me knows that I can be a real nuisance, and I won't back down from something that I would like to know or that I think needs to be done. I think that the priests at Brophy are the largest victims of this questioning tick that I've acquired. The main tick is with the Our Father prayer. We here at Pinnacle say, forgive us our debts and we for as we forgive our debtors. But as I learned quickly at the first Catholic Mass I attended as a freshman, I was brutally embarrassed when I proudly said debts instead of trespasses. The Catholics do things a bit differently. After a bit of research, I figured it out. A shout out to us Presbyterians for having a more accurate translation of Matthew 6. Long story short, a guy a while back named William Tyndale liked trespasses better, so the Catholics went with that. My point to all of this is the idea of interpretation. All Christians are praying to the same God. The same Jesus died on the cross, the same Jesus forgave our sins. Jesus listens to my prayer whether I say amen or amen. And as unorthodox as it might be, he listens when I say a Muslim or a Jewish prayer every once in a while. Once again, one God, creator of all things. It took me months of meetings and conversations to put these non-Catholic prayers on the PA at Brophy for a week in March called Interfaith Week. People have passion for their religion, as do I for mine. I'm only 18, and I think that I've realized that religion isn't some solo journey with those who practice the same sect as you. It's a group effort. Dr. Avram has stood up here many a time speaking these themes of inclusion, accept, acceptance, and conversation. My crowning achievement at Brophy is a new multi-faith logo and quote plastered on one of our hallways. That quote reads, let's make the world a better place, one conversation at a time. I couldn't have written that line without reading some Hebrew, without watching a Mormon general council meeting, and most importantly, without being baptized, raised, and confirmed at Pinnacle. So sure, the idea of religion challenged me. It made me think, it made me be courageous, it made me sit and wait and thought, three tasks that are never easy. But now I see the light at the end of this tunnel that I'm running through. As the prayer said at the beginning, I received everything that I needed. So if you feel so inclined to take a small piece of advice from a freshly inspired, squeaky clean new adult, it would be this, embrace the differences. Thank you.